You're listening to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Friday morning. Now, let's turn to our final guest of the week. In the next 15 minutes or so, we're talking to insect expert Stuart Morton from BioCycle. And today we'll be talking about rodents. Good morning to you, Stuart. Good to see you. How are you? Hi, good morning. Yeah, very good. Warming oh, up. I'm laughing because, you know, every time we think about rodents, we're, well, personally, I think, ugh. But actually, if you think about it, they are quite cute and they're not too dissimilar to something like a hamster or a little guinea pig. So while people feel so affectionate for those sorts of animals, why do you think there's such a negative? Well, well it's <laughs> yeah. interesting you say that because actually uh, rodents, uh, rats are part of the, the family rodentia and uh, squirrels, uh, porcupines and hamsters, they are all part of that family. In, in, in fact, rodentia make up they they claim forty uh, percent of all the mammals on the earth. So, you know, very large large population, very large. Uh, wow, I didn't expect yeah. such a large population. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's mass. So why? Well, uh, because of really the unsanitary environments and the disease and the bacteria that you know they can carry and can, the harm they can, you know, a lot of uh, financial loss or destruction of of goods and things like that. So yeah. I mean, they are. I mean, we. If you take the, the the Norway rat and you've got the the sewer rat, and it, you know they run the the colour right, where they're brown and dark. But you know, people keep rats as pets. You know, white rats. You know, yes. red rats. That's In fact, right. I, I I had one a few years back. And I actually heard um, they're very clean animals, and and they like to clean themselves. What's your experience with? Yeah, they, a pet well, they rat? are good. Yeah, they are. I mean, they they do live in you know in, in bad environments, dirty environments. But but like all all things, they do keep themselves. Yeah, they keep clean and. Now, you've been in this industry for so many years. Would you say that we had a problem with rats here in Hong Kong, or, or does uh, it come yeah, in well, waves? So, you know, like, you know, we always talk about, you know, uh, cleaning and sanitation. Okay, is that better? Yes, that's much better. Thank Sorry. you. <laughs> Sorry. Is that, uh, you know, cleanliness and hygiene go a long way to preventing a lot of things. So in the past, I could tell you, like, over the last 20, 25 years, you know, um, back then, uh, the back streets, old buildings in Hong Kong, a lot of rubbish, refuse, things like that. You know, there were there were uh, prime prime examples of it was you could more than five feet away from a rat, you know, and they're jumping around. So there was a lot of in, in, incursion into buildings and that then. But uh, the government have done a lot over the years to improve that cleaning up, sanitation, and also uh, monitoring uh, for rodents. So, uh, and right now, I mean, you know, technology is using the internet and, and Wi-Fi and everything. You know, IoT is really playing a big part now in, uh, in, in rodent, rodent manager, management. Yeah, what's IoT then? Internet of things, right? Oh, you know, okay. yeah. So, uh, for example, I'll give you, um, in, in, in hotspot areas where there, are, there seem to be some uh, rodent issues, the, the government now have been setting up um, infrared cameras. So they're using IT. So the cap. So so they, if there's a report of the possible rodent, rather than you know blanket the place with uh, bait and just try and poison everything, which is not the right 
right approach to do so to monitor first and then see and then target specific areas so what they do is they have a camera and using so using ai that the, the camera can detect the difference between a human and thing so they actually detect where the rodents so it learns to recognize it knows what the, they know what the what the rodent what rodent is and then so they once that's relayed back then they will target the specific areas for for prescription treatment yeah that's so clever um so that's a new technology let's mm. rewind a little bit typically when restaurants or when people find mm. rodents i mean what are some of the traditional forms and and oh, it really doesn't make me so comfortable to think of one of them you know that the trap but talk us through some of the yeah, methods well that's just yeah it's just i mean you've got the horror of horrors you've got glue traps which uh, yeah i'm not a big fan of them and uh, really that is the has to be the ultimate last door because they're just yeah. yeah and the glue traps are just sort of placed in various areas of the house or the restaurants well and they... generally you would put them in areas where you can see rodent runways or where they're places of activity yeah you would put them in specifically to capture them but yeah i prefer no <laughs> and there's no can they ever escape from a glue trap well or? uh so uh, obviously it's it's uh it's it's sticking to glue so depending if, if if it's if it's a if the rodent comes in from uh, a dusty or dirty area that's got possible that it can you know it's on its feet it can it can become unstuck it doesn't it, it can come off them or, or it's got oil or grease on its feet it goes onto the trap then it may not can take so you know it can be hit and miss or you get one stuck on or not so this is where you know Oh, okay. But uh, using yeah. snap snap traps or oh, cage yeah, traps uh, and uh, anticoagulant uh, poison baits uh, are the more prevalent, uh, more common uh, methods to use. Uh, and in yeah. terms of the um, those, is it poisonous? Those yeah. things, um, those baits. Baits, yeah, like yeah. They come in. You can get. Um, uh, coated um, coated um, seeds, grain, uh, rice grain, um, and then uh, companies make specific flavoured uh, blocks, uh, uh, wax extruded blocks, which uh, uh, you know waterproof and, and last long, last a bit of weather, with different types of uh, uh, anticoagulant uh, rodenticides, which you know, cause loss of fluid in hemorrhaging yeah. wow yeah. okay so help us identify how would you know if you've got a rat problem i mean sometimes i'll, I'll tell you that the reason is because in my mm. grandmother's house back in the day yeah. um we thought it was a rat but actually it was a bat that flew in and would bite um the the, the fruit so we actually thought wow yeah um she used to live um near the mountain so it was yeah. a bat that flew in and and just bite on different fruits and we thought it was a rat for the longest time until we finally saw it in the night something flew in and flew out i, I, I was going to say it must have been hanging up or high up for it to, because that's because obviously you've got they've got uh, pipistrella the, the small bats here feeding on, on, on fruit and that uh, for them to usually take on the wing uh, or come up fly up underneath and hang on the fruit and then bite and then drop off because um it's uh, you know in the, some of the public housing estates the yeah. Balcony opens uh, okay. up, so it just yes, flew true. into the balcony, wow. yeah. um, and then it's where we where you put the fruit. It's, right. an it's just a it's a studio apartment, yeah, yeah, yeah. so it literally opens up wow. the whole thing. And we saw it fly, and we thought it was a moth at first, right. because from a distance, yeah. you know, and then it just comes in and it just. 
I've never heard of her. Yes. Wow, that's yeah. pretty amazing. Or we were just like, I think, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, but gen- I mean, generally, if you're looking, so you and that uh, you're talking about uh, bite marks. So bite marks on on food, or just, I mean, uh, so in terms of uh, so fruit. So generally, it would be a, either a, a roof rat or a, a sewer rat, but um, you also you're looking at uh, they they like to, so they like to take the food away with them. So morally, if you find it's dropped on the floor or dragged off to a corner, you find it then then you know the bite marks in there. You'll see that's that's more likely because a, a bat's not going to be able to pick up you. Yeah. And the drop off, but also then the droppings. You're looking at sort of rod shaped sort of droppings. Uh, rod, you know the the, the feces that will leave around. Yeah, that's you know, and and of Those course there's gnaw marks and bite marks that you can see on corners of doors or things, and then footprints. You're looking at rub marks and things that you know. If you find that a hole is an opening, you want to see whether or not there's a rat coming in. If it's it'll be quite discolored or dirty around the outside, and then sometimes you find hairs around it, and you can see like small small pad or prints when you see where they're climbing. They, they, they're incredible jumpers and climbers. I mean, uh, from literally a rat from a standing start can jump a meter straight up, That's and then and then horizontally you can about a meter and a half. Wow, they're pretty. They're like gymnasts. Yeah, they are, and <laughs> also they you know they can like, get through literally uh, a hole about one and a half, one to one and a half centimeters. They can squeeze through. They can just you know, their ribs can dislocate, so they can flatten down again, and their heads can distort as well. So they. I think that, you know, instead of Batman, there needs to be a Ratman or something. They're the <laughs> ultimate superhero yeah. or something, you know, if their heads can sort of contort to fit in tight spaces. Yeah, but you, um, I mean, they're very good, uh, very good, as I said, very good climbers and jumpers, and I'm always quite amazed at how far up they can, they can go and get in. Actually, funny you say that. It reminded me of a conversation we had years ago about rats and that, you know, we tend to look down when we're going on alleyways. Yes. Tell, tell us what we should be looking out for, Stuart. Sorry? Uh, you know, when we're in the, behind the alleyways, yes. um, instead of looking down on the ground for rats, where should we be looking up at? Oh, well, they're not going to jump on So if you're looking around the back of the alleyways and the older buildings, you look at the lower rooftops at the backs there, you can see because the higher-rise buildings and then the, they chuck the refuse and, and people chuck things down on the top there and they will be running and climbing over there. Not so much down there because look, if you the floor, the lot, the potholes and things, the drainage are, are, are filled up and then done like that. It's it, it. You're looking at the sort of the eight foot height line and the eye line, and then air conditioning piping running around. They're great runways for them to come in. There, yeah. I'm so glad you gave me that tip a few years ago because since then, <laughs> every time I mean, not that I'm hanging around back alleyways yeah. or anything, but you know, whenever you're in some sort of back streets or some sort of thing, instead of just looking on the ground for cockroaches and rats, I'm always looking at that slightly yeah, higher. Yeah, you've got to look up. You catch it out of a. A, a, a few years back, we were doing a treatment in a, in a kitchen restaurant in Chimsai Joy. And it was, the, the big building was being renovated, and, that, and the disturbance, so sorry, there's a lot of building that moves, moves rats en masse. And uh, there were these very large sewer rats in, the, in, the, in this kitchen. And there was this, this one which the guys, uh, guys had nicknamed. And. Uh, and it was it was the size of a cat this thing, wow. you know, with a huge long tail. 
And again, when you went in, the, because of, you know, the kitchen construction, the overhead or the ducting and everything, that, that's where you had to be looking. Never mind on the floor where you went in. You didn't want one of these things dropping on your head. So we're going there at midnight. We're having a look around and then we're looking for this, you know, this. And uh, we walked into the, the washroom area and it was like the movie Alien. You remember the movie Alien? The <laughs> yes. first Alien movie at the end when Sigourney moves here and then all of a sudden it's in this, the smoke and then this tail disappears up this thing so they were, <laughs> saw this run across jumped down into the what's the sink and there was the water heater with this cover on and next thing was this rumble rumble when i came in there and saw this tail that looks about a foot long disappearing up inside it was going to the top so it was all, heads up boys <laughs> <laughs> that is oh, that's such an encounter it's true they like to hang around wet markets or like cook food stalls i've yes. seen one recently as well i think just last month over the christmas period and you know it's such a narrow sort of walkway yeah. and everybody was just sort of sitting in the round tables just everybody was looking up the whole yeah, restaurant yeah. and we're thinking will it drop down will it fall yes. on us um we've got five minutes before the news so how do you solve a rat problem yeah well so that so this is where now the iot in you know inter internet is uh, things is is coming along with using sensors so Really, now, it's funny you mentioned about the markets because the government have been doing a, a trial, there's several studies there, and uh, one of our parent companies, they have been uh, doing the monitoring and that. So we have using using uh, infrared sensors up in the ceiling areas, and the, so they have a scanning area about 120 degrees. So you set these things up and using them to monitor and see where the run activity is. When it triggers off, it sends a report back, and you know there's activity, hotspot, the thing. So then you can institute whatever you want to be doing that but the prime area now is really looking at monitoring we're now going to be rolling this out as um as a home as a home home kit as well connected up to your wi-fi and then you can set we install these sensors and then rather than just putting traps and things out which don't necessarily going to catch anything exactly. and you have rodent repellent sprays now which help so Okay. Yeah. Um, just very quickly, mm. hold that thought, Stuart. We've got a, an announcement from the traffic uh, from the transport department. The fast lane of the Island Eastern Corridor near the ICAC headquarters building, which was closed due to traffic accident, has reopened to all traffic. So traffic queues uh, will take some time to disperse. Now, if you're taking uh, the KMB bus service traveling via Kuntong Bypass, Yautong Bound, uh, Kuntong Road, Yautong Bound, the Eastern Harbour Crossing. Uh, in the Hong Kong island bound uh, well, uh, has been affected. So do consider using other public transports such as the MTR services. Right, uh, a few minutes before the news, Stuart, you mentioned just now there are rodent spray. Are they pet friendly are they kids friendly should yeah. you be yeah yeah so the um so the the the, the, we, the one we have managed to get uh, get hold of and is using is is basically a combination of essential oils oh okay so yeah. it's natural yeah so it's been tested in different combinations to see what helps to repel them so so we're using that as a proactive means of keep of you know yeah. It's good. Not uh, not only do the rodent rodent blocks have poison, but you can have non-poisonous ones, which which can just can have contain food grade material, which rodents will like. So you can you can have bait stations outside around, but with blocks into 
non-poisonous, just to monitor to see what activity there is. And then the key areas you can put uh, a repellent spray around. Yeah, that's right. I'm just Googling because there's one that mosquitoes don't like. Is that citronella? C- citronella. Citronella, yeah. yeah. What is the oil that, or yeah, what is the least preferred oil for rodents? What don't they like? Well, actually, it's this a is a combination. This is a combination yeah. of it has it has citronella in it, has rosemary and uh, and a couple of other uh, yeah. formulations in there. Yeah, other other essential oils in it with it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I was going to say if that area has been previously affected by rodents yes. and rats, is it likely that it'll always come back to that area, or are they quite mobile so it doesn't? Well, no, they tend, well, generally, uh, rats will, will operate within, uh, operate, <laughs> operate, yeah, within a 30, 50 meter radius. So they, yeah. so they will, and, and usually when they set their roots, then, uh, they, they tend to stick to them. So either you want to get, you could get the out, get rid of the alphas, you know, the end bases, and then knock down the population or remove oh. the population that way. But, okay. uh, and you know, and you also with treatment, they have uh, they've I mean very smart. They they have new object avoidance. So if you're putting things out, you can't expect to get a result within a, a day or two. You have to sit and do it. We use and be we, patient. Yeah, yeah, I mean we also use in the past. I've used infrared cameras, motion cameras like game cameras to monitor. So you had a. I, we, I was testing some uh, environmentally friendly uh, rodent bait from the U.S. and I had. Um, I put this up in a false ceiling, and then it was a grain bait, and uh, it, some of it was eaten, but but not. But I couldn't see what was going on, so I put the infrared camera on, and uh, I was watching. And it was ma- amazing. The rats weren't eating it. It was actually some cockroaches living in the ceiling. They were feeding off it, but even the even though the bait was up there for over oh, two weeks. The rats were coming in. The roof, the roof rats, very smart, coming in, looking at this. They wouldn't even go near it. They, they come in, they sensed, and they took a nibble on some of the small baits which the cockroaches had discarded and left. They nibbled on that. But yeah, Whoa, very clever. They, they learn so new clever. things. Yeah, how do they know? They just yeah, they are yeah. very challenging. Yeah. So, but before we do anything in the hidden ceiling, we it's great. It, it, you learn so much more from being able to just use observing. infrared and observing, and watch and see what they're doing. Yeah. That's incredible. And it helps, you know, it's rather than, you know, they're coming in to feed or, you know, or, and go back out again. So like this, t- you know, this time of year when it's cold, okay, when it warms up, we like to open the doors. There were some, had some cases where people, were, you know, they had rats in. Said, well, they've come in looking for food. They don't want a nest inside, right? It's the wrong time. They're coming in because there's uh, reduced resources outside. So open your doors and leave them in and, you know, daytime. They just want to get back out because you'll see you've got the normal marks and things. They're just trying to get out. And, you know, they're just passing like, through and they just can, want to leave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. On this note, Stuart, Good. it's always so lovely to have you on the program and I look forward to the next one. Nice well, topic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for your